Welcome to Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Okay, we're doing a very brief episode. Well, hopefully it will be brief. We'll see. Just a one-off episode here. It's a little bit delayed of the release of the next three Wedding Veil movies. Of course, in 2022... We had the first three Wedding Veil movies, and they were The Wedding Veil, The Wedding Veil Unveiled, and The Wedding Veil Legacy. And I asked my friend Bettina, who has joined us, hello, to watch the next three. And I kind of had to rewind a little bit and remind myself what happened in the first three. And I didn't do the marathon session the first time they did it, and I highly doubt I'll be doing it again this coming Monday. Because that would just be way too much Wedding Veil movies. But I've already heard that they're going to do another three, I think. Are you serious? So it's going to be a Wedding trilogy? Veil. Like a trilogy of a trilogy? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling. More Wedding Veil movies. Okay, so this came, is an article that came out on the 3rd of January this year. There, oh, and she says... The they, why they have struck a chord with audiences is because they are so relatable, which is hilarious in so many ways. Yeah, it is because I couldn't find a lot of relatable moments myself. I know. So I wonder. Let's see. I'd be curious to see what these next three what they would do with them. I feel like aren't we getting to the point where there's nothing more to to talk about? <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. I don't yeah. think they would announce it yet, would they? Allison Sweeney says she wants to do more. They obviously all are interested in doing some more. I don't know if they should. I don't think they should, but maybe the fans, that's what the fans want. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's talk about, so the, the first, if we want to like quickly sum up what happened in the first three for listeners that may not know that they made three movies about women getting married. I would say essentially they're three friends from college that all studied like art history in some format. And and I think they yeah. were master's students when they did that, but I can't be sure. And they go shopping in the first one and they find this veil and like these are super into antique shopping. So that's what they do when they're together. Yeah, and, it's like their annual trip that they do like every year. Yeah, and they were in San Francisco and they were shopping and they found this veil and Lacey Chabert just thought it was stunning. And I think the person at the shop told them there was like some kind of. Yeah, there's a story behind it. Yeah, yeah, there's like a bit of wives tale or like, you know, magic behind that. I hate to say. Um, right. Yeah, like, whoever, whoever is in possession of the veil will be the next one to get married. Right. Basically. Yes. And they're like, ah, oh, I think Lacey Chabert thought it was really romantic. So she takes it home, but they all bought it together. So then of course, in true Hallmark fashion, Lacey Chabert meets someone and I don't even remember how, but whatever, it doesn't matter for this podcast. And they get married and they fall in love. And he happens to be pretty rich, I think, because that actually comes kind of important in her sequel movie. Yes. And then Autumn Reeser decides that she's going to go. She, they find out that the that the veil is from Italy. So she has to go to Italy to like find the background. And she falls in love with like 
the descendant of the maker of the lace that the veil is made out of and they get married and live happily ever after one would assume and yeah. apparently and apparently we need to know what happens after because we have to make another movie and then the third movie and Bettina and I can't exactly agree on this but Allison Sweeney ends up with the veil for some reason I think I think they're gonna auction it off maybe I don't know she works at some kind of auction house and then yeah, she took it she took it somewhere and that's where the guy was but I don't remember where it See, was he, he was definitely the chef that was like gonna cater their thing but I don't know if like the but that's cater not the thing. like I think it was in a shop like he took like her appointment or something like she was gonna get it like I don't know altered or cleaned or something was it like um oh right like at the dry cleaners or something or like an alteration shop because that does actually sound familiar. But then he ended up being a chef who catered the thing, and then yes, that's where they met career. again later. Yes, and um, then they fell in love and they got married. Um, but they did not go on their honeymoon. That <laughs> is also important to note for later. So that brings us to the following. So in these came out in twenty twenty two, these three movies of January, and then. This year, they decided they were going to make three new movies. Widening Veil Expectations, and it's in the same order as the first movies in terms of who is the lead actress. Now, I guess one could argue that this format of having more than one star is working for them because these seem to be popular. And of course, we loved Three Wise Men and a Baby. But I think three girls in a Hallmark movie isn't nearly as good as three boys. But, you know, that's just me. I would entirely agree with that. And <laughs> Yeah, because three wise men and maybe had like the best guys in it, too. So exactly. <laughs> so these girls are OK. I like Lacey Chabert a lot. I think she's like the ultimate Hallmark. And every time they dress her in something, I'm like, ooh, I need to get that. Like they always put her in really good clothes. Yeah, I like Lacey Chabert and I like Allison Sweeney. Like I like those two. Autumn Reeser, I'm like not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And and we like Allison Sweeney from back in her days when she was Sammy on Days of Our Lives, of course. Is she still, by the way? I don't even know. She makes cameos every once in a while. I mean, I haven't watched Days in a while now, ever since COVID, but <laughs> I right. believe she still makes an appearance every once in a while. Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah, but she would be one of the longest standing same actors on that show then. So Lacey Chabert's first movie in the 2023, so we're talking, if you're following the six movie series, this is number four. Four, yes. Lacey Chabert's movie is called The Wedding Veil Expectations. And just like you already have guessed, because of the title, (laughs) she finds out that she's pregnant. But this is kind of like, I don't know, halfway through the movie, there's sort of a backstory about the wedding veil is on display in her museum because I think it got auctioned off and someone gave it to the her museum. And but then the new guy comes in from the UK to run the museum and they're in Boston, I think. And he's like, no, it's not cool enough. You have to prove that it's cool. And she ends up proving it. And and at the very last minute of the movie has a baby. <laughs> and she what? looks exactly the same. Yeah. And it was supposed to be six months later or something. I don't know. Like she was barely even pregnant in the movie, if I recall. Right. Right. Yeah. Because they fast forwarded like a a few months. Yeah. Yeah. And they were renovating this house that was obviously like a $20 million house. I don't oh know how gosh. they could afford that house. 
Yeah, that house was ridiculous. <laughs> like it totally. I don't even know how they had that house or, and then the money to redo it all. Like what the hell, where did all this money come from? So I, right. I, Talk but I about think an unrelatable moment. <laughs> I know. Like she's standing on her balcony, like over the portico of her, <laughs> you know, the poor cocher of her like ridiculous mansion in Boston. And yeah. like, it's like, guess what, honey, we're having a baby. And I, do we even know what the baby's name is? No. Well, and I thought that in the movie that they were going to do this, like her trying to tell him that she's pregnant, like the whole movie. So I was getting a little annoyed because there kept, there were all these missed chances and she kept setting up all these different dinners and, and then Uh, she ends up just. She wanted it to like be perfect or some shit like that. Yeah. And then she ended up just blurting it out when they were fighting over the house renovations. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, obviously they have to keep the. The wedding veil as a part of the movie because that's what it's called but like i do think it would have been far more interesting to just watch her be this rich lady in renovating a house dealing with having a small child at home why she did that <laughs> nobody wants to watch that <laughs> <laughs> because that's a bit more real right? nobody nobody, nobody wants to watch real life sarah <laughs> That's right. She has to keep her amazing job and renovate her house and get pregnant and have a baby all at the same time. And there seems to be no drama at all, except that she has one fight with her very rich husband at one point during the murder. Yeah, he was he was kind of crabby during the movie, though, like because then there was the storyline about his mom. Oh, yeah. What was the deal with his mom again? Remind me. Well, so what I appreciated about this all the movies too is that they kept the wedding veil in there and then there was still a story about somebody else falling in love oh so then yes the, the mom i thought that she, was kind of lame but that was all i mean to go along with the story right because it's right. the wedding veil so i think the yeah. mom was holding the veil when she ran into like an old boyfriend <laughs> yes. right so then of course there's your there's your next wedding in this room there's your next wedding and then um uh, I don't remember all the characters, but Lacey Chabert's husband like didn't like <laughs> that his mom was dating. <laughs> oh yes, and and I do remember because I watched the these movies the first time around when I thought we would maybe do a podcast about them, but then they actually started being so, so crap we didn't, as we noticed that this guy had the worst fake Boston accent of like all time. Oh, I husband. think that was that was my number one note. <laughs> <laughs> Husband's horrible Boston accent. I remember that from the very first movie too. I'm like, because it was like going in and out too. And I'm like, yes, and it was kind of like all over Twitter and Instagram of the Hallmark fans and the Hallmarkies were even like, oh my God, that was the worst Boston accent ever. But to be fair, to give him credit, at least he kept up his bad Boston accent in the sequel and didn't get any help to make it better. That's true. And yeah, because it was consistently bad. Right, because if it had gotten better or if we didn't hear it, then people would have said stuff about it too. So that's right. So way to be consistent. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, in terms of like our sort of usually scheduled moments in this, obviously we can't necessarily do like a Hallmark Christmas moment, but I would say in terms of like very cheesy things, and we we talked about this a bit already, like the fact that she was balancing 50,000 things. All of them were going swimmingly well. And then like she gave birth and looked amazing. It was pretty hallmark to me. What do you think, Bettina? Any like, besides that one, obviously major standout, any other hallmark moments that pissed you off? I would, the whole thing about the distractions where she's not able to tell him that she's Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's like, true. 
right? It's like the almost kiss moment of yes, Hallmark, of right? Hallmark. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. That one um, I actually wrote down, yes. <laughs> and what about, I don't even think I can ask you about relatable. Like maybe that, the other thing I actually found quite annoying is that she always looked like she was going to a fucking cocktail party at like every single scene. Like every single scene she was way overdressed for. Like walking around her renovating house with like a petticoat on under her dress. In heels, yeah. Yes. Like, and she's supposed to be pregnant. Like she feels fine too. Like Yeah, no issues, nothing, you know. And right. she's just like overly dressed all the time. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they got anything relatable. But apparently, as quoted Lacey Chabert in that article, she thinks these movies are so relatable. Because everyone finds a magical veil in a fucking antique shop and gets married after that right and then they can have this huge huge house that they can renovate and yes i was like how on earth could i mean this is these are probably the most unrelatable of all time hallmark but yeah you know that's sort of the point i suppose but to call them relatable is pretty ironic i would say well, I think what you can say is a relatable moment is that they met in college and they're still friends. Like we have that, ah, right? Touche, Bettina. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And there's three of us actually. Right. And, you know, Missy, of course, is not here today, but yeah, we, maybe we just didn't, we didn't ever, we need to go antiquing. Maybe we Missy to- doesn't need to because she's married, but you know, we got to go antiquing, Bettina. Right. Yeah. We need to plan some more annual trips. Like, cause you know, and we do have like a, our month, you know, our week or biweekly chats. Like we don't sure. actually call each other all the time though. Like when I forget which, which movie it was, but like Allison Sweeney's character was like running or no autumn research character was like running. I'm like, would you really answer the phone and be like talking to people while you're running down the street? But anyways. <laughs> well, and, and well, you know, we, this is probably a good segue into the second movie. Like, they 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 just turned up at her house because they thought she had a bad day one day. <laughs> they all live all over the country. So I want to go back to Lacey Chabert's because uh, when we were talking about the Boston accent, like at oh, the yes. very end, how they did like a little interview is kind of like the when Harry met Sally. Oh yes, 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 they did do that. I remember. Yeah, so I just appreciated where they asked her, like, you know, what what did you notice about him first? And she said his Boston accent. So I'm like, <laughs> was that? I didn't know if that was. I didn't know if that was supposed to be like, yeah, 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 I didn't know if that was supposed to be like cheeky where they were saying that he had such a bad accent or if that was. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. That's very true because it was very much making fun of it. Such a good shout out. Yeah. So sorry. Um, I just wanted to add that in. Yeah, we can move on to the next one. Yeah. Well, I don't. And and I mean, we'll talk about how we would maybe do this trilogy again after we get through them all, maybe because we could analyze it on a whole but definitely, I would say the hardest thing with the Lacey Chabert one is that it was just ridiculously unbelievable. I would agree with that. Yes. Like we, there's nothing that you and I can relate to in that one. No. And I, I think had they spent a tiny, even a tiny bit more time on her trying to have the baby earlier, that would have been more interesting than what they did. And you could still have the side story with someone else touching the veil and blah, blah, blah. But like, I was like, when are we even going to see her, like, have a baby bump? (laughs) Oh, right. When the moon hits your eye like 
Let's talk about Autumn Resource movie called The Wedding Veil Inspirations, which essentially, so Autumn and her new Italian husband now reside in Chicago because she is some kind of professor there, right? Yeah, so I'm try- I was trying to remember too. So like at the end of her other movie though, like she was going to stay there. Right, but I think he decided to open up his store and they picked Chicago because, I I don't know, it's better than New York or something. They had some reason for. So he was going to take his family's, like, lace company. And I didn't even know you could, like, be a rich lace company. <laughs> but, you know, apparently that's a job. <laughs> this is this is Hallmark. You can do anything. You that's can right. any and, kind of shop in Italy. Succeed. So, you know, maybe I haven't been to rich Italian lace shops before. Right. Um, so they open up his store in Chicago and that's like all happening. But while that is happening, his someone dies. His dad or someone is ill or something. No, I can't even his, his dad got his dad got sick. He didn't die. Like oh, he so didn't die. he he was like rushed to the hospital. So then he had to go and be with his family yes but it it kind of got to the point where it was like like he didn't want her to come because she was busy with school or some shit it felt almost like they were gonna have to break up over this because he was not coming back and she was like i don't know what to do and my life is so crappy yeah because Um, she didn't want to do the long distance even though they're married right so they're married at this point right He's talking about now that his dad is, you know, you know, failing in health that he needs to go and run the business over there. And she's not happy about that because she doesn't want to move. She doesn't want to go back there and all this kind of crap. So, oh, and there's the side story that her assistant at college where she teaches is like a photographer. And who does she end up meeting? Oh, yeah. Because that's the continuation of the wedding reel. Yeah, she's like a bug person too, right? Like she kept like taking pictures of bugs. Yes, and but who is the guy? Oh, it's um, it it's the cousin, right? The cousin. Oh, the cousin who comes over, but he's actually kind of more like American, and he was in Miami, and they moved to yeah. Chicago to like look after the store while he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes, it was the cousin. Yeah, and so the that assistant though, she kept avoiding the veil because it was like in the lace shop, right? They had yes. it displayed in the lace shop and she kept staying away from it but at some point she was like touching it or near it and then the cousin was right there too so that was the the veil moment the veil moment and of course those two do end up together at the end because of course they would but the whole thing sort of comes to fruition i can't even remember how her husband comes back to chicago do you like does he just decide he doesn't need to live over there anymore no, because what happens is that he went over because the dad was in the hospital, and then the dad gets out of the hospital, and then I think he comes back. But they still haven't decided what they're going to do. Right. But then how do they end up back in Chicago? Or does she not? Does she go over to Italy? Is that the whole thing? Yeah, then they end up going to Italy, yes. Yes, that's true. So they go to Italy, and she's yeah, going to do because- like a professorship there or something right yes because autumn reeser has this horrible boss oh yeah oh but then we find out that she's actually being mean to her so she leaves yeah which is she's overqualified or something for the job (laughs) well and i hate that part because the boss was like telling her what to wear and like 
really being awful like <laughs> yeah and she was like I did it on purpose because you shouldn't be here you need to foster your life and go better places or some shit like that oh that was the other thing too so the assistant was making these videos and then oh yes and then autumn Video. research character started doing some videos and then the boss was saying oh you can't do those yeah 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 yes yeah, that's an important part because that comes up in the next movie. So. Yes, so she's <laughs> going to like um, not t- teach anymore and just kind of like have this career of being in these videos maybe. But she is maybe going to go over to Italy and spend some time over there doing some kind of... Does she go there in this movie or is she actually there in the Grease movie? I think she was there in the Grease movie. Like okay. I don't think they actually moved yet. But um, she was going to go there and... Um, but then obviously some time has passed when we get to the next one. But let's talk about Wait. what what happens in the end of this. At the end of Autumn Reesers? Yes. I think they just decide. So she decides that she doesn't like her job. Yep. And then decides that she will go to. But she loves him and they're going to yeah. whatever. They'll do anything for love and they go back to Italy and everybody's happy. Yeah. And there was one scene too where. The cousin and the assistant, right, set up stuff in the house. Oh, like, yes, for them to, like, have a Zoom date where they looked like they were at the same table or something like that. Yes, which, if you knew that nobody was home and you come home and there's music playing in your house, wouldn't you freak out? <laughs> like, Especially when you weren't, like, or or would you be totally fucking disappointed that it wasn't actually your husband who could return? Oh, yeah, and it was just a computer? Yes. yes that too. Yeah. Like, I, I was like... Oh, wouldn't it have been better if he actually surprised her and he'd come home? Instead, he, like, sent people to set up some weird, creepy love trap? Yeah. And again, the first thing, when she walks into the house, she hears the music playing, like... And she's like, oh, this is lovely. I didn't I know. know. It's weird. I, Someone I like, has been the- in your house. Right? I'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so, so more of on- course, And of course, by the end of the movie, the cousin and the assistant we see their wedding and she wears the wedding veil oh and we didn't mention this so when the Lacey Chabert's husband's mother so her mother-in-law got married all of the wedding veil brides Allison Sweeney Autumn Reeser and Lacey Chabert all got to be invited to the wedding correct yes it made no sense whatsoever because they didn't know her but right. it makes even worse sense that they all get invited to the wedding veil um, wedding of the what of this assistant of autumn research right of the assistant and then the cousin like why would they be invited to that but they have to be there and they and oh and they come every time without their husbands i think yes they they travel a couple times because they like they just show up one time in the autumn research one because she was like she was sad or something and then they were just at her front store or front door right but i i'm there might have been one of the additional weddings that the husbands came to but I don't think they came to all of them. Like they often were there by themselves. And at the end of every movie, they had to be like, cheers to the wedding veil. Yay. The movie's done. Well, and of course they had to do that. And maybe that's why they were at all the weddings because the bride was wearing the wedding veil. So they needed to be there. Yeah. 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 So I think. Well, you know, we didn't mention too, was that in the first one, there was the baby gown, which like. Oh yeah. That was like a weird side story that I totally forgot about. Yeah. Cause it, it, 
it was almost like that was going to be the new wedding veil was passing along. Yeah, the- I thought that for sure was going to be, oh, every ba- everybody's baby's going to wear this thing. Right, and, and then- it was funny because I should know all their names, but Allison Sweeney's character was like, no, no, no. Like, she was totally against having kids. Yes. That's all very true. Oh, that's very true, which is key for the fall- the next movie. Yeah. So, in terms of, like, super cheesy moments in the Autumn Reeser one, I think... Well, the that setup with the Zoom call date thing was pretty bad, and and they yes. but it could have been worse if he actually just appeared. But I so maybe I would give him credit for being a little bit more creative, but in a creepy way. But I think that weird we're gonna jump on a plane and come see you because we think we had a you had a bad day was just like eh, like that was way too hallmark for me. Yeah, what about you. But what I do mean, you think was the cheesiest. Well, and it is a movie though too, so they had to show the characters, right? So that's right. why we're seeing them. Um, like cheesy moments. I don't know if I had any. I mean, that coming home to the empty house with yeah. music playing. Um, I'm trying to remember like if there are misunderstandings in this one. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. The that stuff. The only well, except for that stuff that you mentioned about her boss, like being like, "You're, I'm horrible to you, but actually, I'm encouraging you." yes yeah that was that was that was pretty hallmark of them but weirder that's that's true because you can't just have a horrible boss and because they have to redeem themselves at the end of course because everyone is good yeah because that Um, that doesn't happen in real life (laughs) i did have a relatable moment in that one oh wow that's unbelievable what was it it was that when she was having all the issues with her coffee machine not working Oh well, uh, yes, and because he, he made her coffee every morning, and then when from like an actual proper espresso machine, and yeah, when so, he left, she like just would press the button and it would catch fire essentially. Yeah, and, and I mean, mine's not that bad. I just have a Keurig Keurig machine, but every once in a while, sometimes it like likes to act up. So, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That was mine. I, that, I, I would have actually known how to use the machine. So that definitely wasn't my relatable. I, I don't know. There was, I guess the fact that she decides she wants to go live in another country is kind of relatable. For you, was, yes. Because you've lived all over the place. Yes. <laughs> and, and I went to go live places for guys before. So, you know, I guess that is kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, they weren't my husband. But right. surely you would go if your husband needed to go. But whatever. Yeah. And we can still say the relatable one too is having the three friends from college. Like that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That brings us to the Allison Sweeney one. Okay, so this one, even the trailer was like, I'm going to vomit when I watch this movie. I can already tell. Because they, which this has Victor Webster in it, who I love, actually. So I was excited about Victor Webster. Yeah. And he says to her, I think, we haven't gone on our honeymoon. We need to go on a honeymoon. We should go on our honeymoon. And so, and it's been like a year or something, right? Oh, and by this time- no, it's been three years because Lacey had a baby. Then we find out that Autumn Reeser had a baby. Yes, that's Her true. Character. I was going to say, the kids, there's more babies now. Yes. 
and we know their names now, not that I remember them, because we talk about them when we like buy them presents and stuff. But yes. And Autumn Riso does now live in Italy. So Allison Sweeney and Victor Webster decide to go to Greece on their honeymoon and they take the veil, but I can't remember why. Just yeah, as so like a that, parting thing, as like a, I don't know. So that was my question too, because they didn't reveal why the veil was there for a long time. Again, that, that's your another Hallmark one, right? They're not going to tell you right away. Right. So they were taking it to Nick's sister who lives... See, I actually wrote this down. So I was he, gonna say, who's Nick? Nick is Victor. <laughs> Victor Webster. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so they were taking the veil to his sister, and she lives. Uh, she must. Li- they like they were traveling from their honeymoon. They were gonna go visit the sister and take the veil. All right. Okay. So they turn up in Greece, and they're supposed to stay at some crazy resort, and it's all full or something like that. Well, because so- they didn't make plans. So oh, was that that was their concept that they would just turn up, and it would all be great. Because that's how they picked it, right? They were trying to figure out where they wanted to go. So they spun a globe. Oh, yes. They picked a, you know, a couple of places came up and then Greece came up and they're like, well, let's just book our first night and then we'll wing it the rest of the night. And then their flights got delayed. So they didn't show up till the next day. Yep. And then, and then they, they go to like an island because someone said this place is cool and you should go to this hotel but they go there and the hotel is full. But they're like, but there's a place on the road that's a B&B and it's just being renovated by a brother and sister and you should go stay there. And yeah. while they're there, they kind of run into some kid, like a street kid, kind of, that's like doing art or something. Yeah, they're, he's like drawing pictures for money. And Allison Sweeney's like, oh my God, you're the most talented child I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and And so they keep kind of running into him throughout the show. So they turn up at this hotel with the brother and the sister. The brother thinks he's a chef. He's not. Victor Webster ends up cooking all the food. There's one other couple there, but couple, I would use that term only to say there were two of them because it was an English guy and his mother. I think it's his grandma. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was his grandma. Grandma. Yeah. They often don't span enough age in their like looks on the characters of these shows oh for sure because it's hallmark so yeah. yeah so it was a bit hard to remember but i can see them but you're right i don't know for sure but maybe they were it was his grandma and she was yeah. some kind of like late you know some kind of lady of whatever in the uk some kind of royalty-esque thing yes yeah and they were just coming there to like hang out for a while and immediately the sister at the oh well the the the, the veil keeps disappearing so the their room is not oh. quite ready they have to go to some temporary room and they realize when they moved their stuff that they didn't move the veil and they have to go back and the sister who runs the the bnb goes to get the veil and like has it in her hand or something or gets it from the guy and they of course are going to fall in love in this movie Yep, because that's the veil moment is, yeah, she's holding the veil and he, like, runs into her. Or, like, yeah, she takes it from the room or something. Yes. Or she knocks on the door and he's like, oh, yeah, this was here. And he has it in his hand when she opens the door or something like that. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. And then it keeps, they give it back to Allison Sweeney and Victor Webster, but then it keeps disappearing. So Allison Sweeney, like, goes on, like, a hunting expedition. Oh, but this, this was after Lacey Chabert and Autumn Reeser turned up. Is that right? Or maybe because 
Victor Webster goes and does something by himself. He goes like on a hike. Like so Alison Sweeney's character says she's gonna go on this hike too, but he goes on the hike and then she stays she back to do her recon to find out who's That's taking the veil. Grandmother is taking the veil to like trap his her grandson into marrying this Greek girl that runs the place. Yeah, because she had heard the story, yes. Right. So then Autumn Reeser just turns up because she's like, hey, it's not that far and I haven't seen you for a while and I can leave my husband and my small infant child in Italy. It's fine. She showed up because this goes back to the kid now, right? So the kid, they were trying to do something for the school. But I thought she came before that and they said, oh, you're here? Great. You could do this thing for the kid. No, I thought she came because of that. Oh, right. But but she came pretty early. I don't know. And why did Lacey Chabert then need to turn up? Because she never misses anything with them? Is right, because they, they all have to hang out together. They can't hang out separately. Right. But So they end up going to like all of these Greek things as like a foursome. Yes. Yeah. They, they, um, on, on Alice and Serena's honeymoon, which is like, honey. I felt so bad for Victor Webster, actually. I was like, you must hate being in this movie right now. I think that was the weirdest thing is like, yeah, they're supposed to be on a honeymoon, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to come and travel. And, but um, I, when I was watching this one, as soon as Allison Sweeney met that kid and you knew that she didn't want to have any kids, you were like, okay, she's taking the kid home. Like I knew immediately, like, I just was like, oh God, she's going to insist that they take this kid home. And at one point she has this conversation with Victor Webster. So he is an orphan someone kind of not even related to him is a he knows but he has dementia and they want to go take him to see him or something but they're going to have this conversation and and she's like what if we took him to this really fancy school that Lacey Shabir's husband can give us the money for him to go to in New York and then he can explore his art abilities and and even Victor Rupture says but we said we didn't want any kids yeah yeah because she's like he can live with us and blah 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 and yeah and then yeah he's like we don't want kids (laughs) and victor webster and he's a chef and stuff so like rightly so doesn't really have time to do any of this and allison sweeney runs some very swanky auction house in new york and then victor webster spends like an afternoon sitting on a stoop with him or not even an afternoon like 20 minutes sitting on the stoop with the, the orphan kid and is like Okay, I love him. He's coming back to New York with us. Yes, yes. And so the 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 challenging thing with this situation is that the school like headmaster guy is like, no, you can't take him. He needs to be in this school and stop talking to my children and getting them excited about life that could be better than here. You know, like it's so weird. Well, because he was saying that art wasn't a way for the kids. Oh, for to, a career. That's for right. For a career, yes, because he is on his own. He needs to just get the basics and. So he can, um, you know, so we can thrive later on in life. Like art is not part of it. And then I think that's why the other two came then too, because they are all talked about how they're in the arts. Right. And they make a video for the kids school with, because, you know, um, Autumn Reese has this major following now of people that watch her as like the, the, what did they call her? Oh, the art. she had a name. Yes. Like, I forgot the name. It was something, oh, I can't remember recap yeah because it was like she would make these videos about finding art like everywhere basically yeah and she was called yeah i don't know if you. i might have to watch on monday just to find that out but she was called (laughs) like the art history lady or something like that yeah something like that yes 
Oh. But yeah, so since she has this huge following and there was something, was there something at the school that was like... Yeah, so the school like ended up getting all this like money or something because... No, there was something in the this, school. made this video. But there was something in the school that she was coming to look at that was like very artistic. I can't remember what it was. It was okay. something, yeah, something historical, artistic, or, you know, um, artistic that was in the school like with history and so then autumn she, research she goes there like the video yeah something, something like it was something in the library or something yeah i can't remember but anyway so they they get but then the 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 guy's like oh yeah our school's gonna get all this money now and art is good and so he lets them take this child home which like i'm trying to figure out what the kid's name even was well, so first, though, they wanted to, before they decided to take the kid home, they wanted to take him to visit his quote-unquote uncle. So it was oh, like... yes. It was it the guy, like, his neighbor, essentially, when he was growing up, when his parents were still alive or whatever. Yeah, but boss. he called him his uncle. And so, like, yeah. then um, Allison Sweeney and Victor Webster take him to visit this this uncle, and they're worried that he's not going to remember him. And then you go into the uncle's room and it's all the pictures that this kid had drawn. Because he had, he kept sending him. Oh, yes. Leo. I just found his name at least. Okay. Leo. Yeah, the kid was Leo. Yeah. So he, so he did sort of remember him and they felt like that was good. But he was in no state to like properly look after that kid because he was you know, right. old. And, and yeah, and he was like in that. an assisted living. Yeah. Yeah. And so... But they felt like they had closed that door for him. And Leo could come to New York. And so then we are left assuming that Leo is going to be there. But of course, the film ends with Colin and Tessa, who are the people that Tessa works at the, at the would you resort. Look at yes, I did. <laughs> and Colin was the British guy who checked in there with Lady Dalton. And... Okay. They they are getting married, and of course now this kind of made sense that the that the other two would be there. But what didn't make sense is that they came on the honeymoon in the first place. Oh, <laughs> but for they, sure. But they yeah. did actually know Colin and Tessa because they crashed their honeymoon. And I I don't know that this one it didn't make me feel like shit. They really should do another three of these, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then at the wedding though too, what the kid's name he said is Leo. He called Allison Sweeney mom, and that was a huge, a huge. Because some time had passed, obviously a year later or whatever, and the, but I think right. all the husbands were at this wedding, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I don't think they showed them all, but I think they mentioned that. Oh, they oh they implied that they were there doing something else or whatever. Yes, yes, um, yes. But yeah, so yeah, so Allison Sweeney's mom. They all have kids now, even though they weren't necessarily going to. And we don't. I don't know. We'll see what they come up with next. But in terms of like ridiculous homework moments, the the fact that the friends turned up like it can't go like they did not need to come on their honeymoon. I think they totally got the story should not have been about their honeymoon. It should have been some other way for the friends to crash. <laughs> I agree because yeah, the honeymoon thing because it was especially it was, I think it was like three years later or something because they had said they'd been married for like three or five years or something. Like, yeah, so, a um, substantial amount of time later. Well, and, and it. It made more sense that Autumn Reeser's character would show up because she's living in Italy now, right? So she's right. pretty close. Like, it didn't make sense that Lacey Chabert would. Yeah, would come from Boston without her small child or husband. Right. 
Right. Like if you were going to at least turn up, you would at least be like, hey, what if our husbands come and we all hang out and make it a know, trip? Yeah, yeah, make it a trip instead of your your honeymoon because we want to come, but we don't want to crash your honeymoon. Yeah. And how much money do they all have that they go on? They go on their own annual trips and then they're like traveling all over the place to visit each other all the time. All the time. All yeah. the time. And they're not like getting in a car and driving five hours to visit their friend, you know, in the next state. They're like flying all across the country because I think that well, Lacey Chabert by this time was in Boston. And I guess, you know, Allison re- Serena They're was only in New, York. in New York, but then right. she was still in Chicago and they flew over there. That whole thing about the, the honeymoon was just not a good idea. Like crashing the honeymoon. I would have done that differently. What do you, would you agree that's probably the cheesiest thing or any other cheesy standout moments, Bettina? Um, I'm trying to think of cheesy ones. Yeah, I don't I, well, and, like oh, and the thing the fact that they didn't want any kids, but they ended up with a kid. Yes. Yes. But as soon as he like drew, drew those pictures and she saw him, I was like, oh my God, she's going to have to have a child now that she well, takes, that she steals from Greece and brings home with her. <laughs> well, and especially because they introduced that kid pretty early on. And it's like, obviously he's going to be an important part of this movie. Exactly. Steal their hearts. and well, yeah. well, and another thing that happened too is that, so Victor Webster's character, like, the whole reason that they took they couldn't go on their honeymoon right because they both worked like he they never saw each other right like they oh yeah so they had some drama with their relationship yeah and then when he was on the honeymoon like he was cooking and he realized that he wanted to do more cooking because he was doing more like administrative yeah stuff yeah, i yeah. guess so and then he ends up hiring his sister to do that yeah i thought maybe that he was gonna end up they're gonna end up staying in greece and he was just gonna cook there <laughs> i know i thought that too for a minute but instead they took that kid and went back there um, so you could say that's part of the cheesy thing too is that you know like they discover what their real passion is yeah that's true i guess right and then you have the mean you know the mean te- headmaster or whatever right you gotta have a mean person in there <laughs> right 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 of course someone who just doesn't understand them I didn't have a ton of notes for this one. Maybe at this point, because I was tired of watching them. I know, right? It was exhausting trying to do it. And I was glad that I didn't watch the first three in one day and then watch the fourth one, because I would have just died. (laughs) It was just, even trying to watch them three Saturday nights in a row was pretty time consuming. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. I think I watched at least one on Sunday. Because I just was like, I can't, I can't waste my Saturday night doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to, like, what else, like, is there a relatable moment I in know. this one? I mean, besides the, I guess the relatable thing for me would be they actually did some touristy things, which was kind of cool. But, but what wasn't relatable is that they were poorly dressed. Like, they talked about how Allison Sweeney and Victor like to go hiking. And maybe they were appropriately dressed for like walking on ruins of things in Greece. But I remember Lacey Chabert, and this was even in the trailer, was like, oh my God, more stairs. And she's got like high heels on and again, a dress with probably petticoats on underneath it. And just like, come on, like, that's not what you take when you go to see ruins in Greece. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah, she, that was relatable that they would do that, but like. And, and don't you think that you would offer as, as the friends to be like, oh, we'll go do our own thing today. Why don't you guys go do that? 
But no, all four of them go to the ruins together. I know. And then they're like, let's take a selfie. And then they're like, oh, you can be in it too. <laughs> I know. Like, he would not. He would be like, when you go on your honeymoon, you're like supposed to not leave the room for one thing. So I don't know. I mean, but Alice and Sweeney implies very early on that that's not her style of vacation, though, I think. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even like sitting by the pool. Like, she's like, yeah, we're going to go hiking. Anyway. Oh, and, and do we think that the chef learned to cook from Victor Webster? And so they end up, the brother ends up being able to run his own restaurant. Did that happen? Yeah, I don't remember. Because didn't the, the the lady, the grandma, oh, yeah, I lady something Dalton. happened with that. Oh, or she was going to stay longer. But she gave something to Allison Sweeney, didn't she? That was worth money. Ah, yes. To what help pay was that? To help pay for the school education, yeah. Some what was that thing that she had? Was it letter? It was letters? Oh yes, letters. Some kind of love letters. Yes. Let's see. Yeah, so she gave them to Allison Sweeney's character and then I think they like auctioned them off or something, got a bunch of money. Yeah. Was it like letters between her and her husband when they were dating or something? No, it was like, I thought it was someone famous, but. <laughs> someone famous. I don't remember. <laughs> it is funny though, like with the Hallmark movies, because sometimes you do need to watch them again, because maybe, I know for me, I don't always pay like close attention. So then you kind of catch things the next time you watch it. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard when it's not a movie you enjoy. Like Three Wise Men and a Baby, I watched a couple times because that was a fantastic It was fun. Movie. Exactly. It was very fun. But this one, not not great. Yes. So I, I think on the whole, in terms of like how we would rewrite this, ugh, I don't know. I would first say, I don't know if it was worth the bother. But if you're going to make a sequel and have it imply that it's about everyone having babies... I don't know. I just think this was just very poorly executed. I do appreciate, though, that it wasn't about them all just having babies, right? So, like, Lacey Chabert's was, but then Autumn Reeser's, like, they, it just happened, like, all of a sudden they said she had a baby, right? Like, it wasn't, like, what the movie was about. That's true. That's true. So, I did appreciate that, that it was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah I don't know true. how you... It's always tough when you do a sequel after someone gets married, right? Because I have a hard time with the ones where they're it's a married couple because I think those are boring. Like, the fun part is when they, like, meet their future husbands and... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. I think that's what Hallmark does better. And so trying to do this and, like, still make it be happy but still continue this veil somehow like they, they tried to roll up a lot of stories into one or you know and even one at a time even there was a lot of stuff to process while you watch that movie like tons of subplots because they had to have another couple they had to right. have something a reason to have the veil they had to incorporate a child somehow there needed to be some kind of conflict like there's a lot to unpack and not a lot of time and they had to make three movies that all followed that same track yeah that's true yeah like you said there was a lot of 
Because I feel like there's things we didn't even like touch on too. There's still other small stories that happen. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. like how you mentioned that the system was into bugs. Like, did that even matter? Because I think that's how she started making these videos. And then that's when it turned yeah. into, yeah. Yeah. And then there was also the storyline about how then they made replicas of the veil, right? Oh, yes. How they were going to now sell that veil at the lace shop in chicago but i wonder uh, but then they left chicago so i wonder oh they left it to the brother though right to the, the cousin cousin, to the cousin yes and presumably his new bride yes and they were who gonna was also her. some kind of art historian person i know where are they where are they all working though that they're all like in art and they're making all this money a lot of money exactly exactly i don't know yeah. but as far as like i don't know how you could rewrite it <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you have any predictions if they do make another one on where they would go with this? Uh, like on another installment? Yeah. I ugh, I don't even know how you would do it, that. Unless the next installment doesn't even hard, they don't really feature. And it's about the couples that got married in the in the, in the, in the other movies. That could be because Hallmark has another series. It was the Wedding March? oh and it was like where somebody owns like an inn or whatever and then so like that couple's in it like they were in the first one and then like each one after was like they were still in it but then the storyline was about this couple coming there to get married yeah but yeah so you can still do sequels but again i think the problem is is like once they get married it's tough to have storylines after that and in my opinion Yeah. yeah so i think if they're gonna do another but so then the- one of your favorite Christmas movies of all time was one where they had a, a wedding problem, a marriage problem, right? Mine? Yeah, I thought you really liked one where they were already married. And well, actually, wasn't Christopher Palaha's movie like that this year? Yeah, I didn't care for that one. <laughs> oh, I thought you maybe Mary liked it. I can't remember. Oh, I yeah, thought- no, I think you and Mary liked it. Yeah, no, as me, I don't like the ones where they're they're married. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, into those. I don't like people to be happy <laughs> no just kidding they, they have to get there well and to be fair christopher blaha wasn't happy and, and, and they thought their marriage was coming to an end that and is they true. fixed it yes yeah so i think for the next trilogy i think it would have to be i think you're right like i think they'd have to be minor characters and you're talking about more other characters that are getting married or with the veil well, and then they could the three girls could make an appearance in some, but how many weddings can these veils actually start? I actually was thinking, Bettina, I know you're coming here soon. Let me just see, out of curiosity, where are the nearest antique stores to me? <laughs> are we going to try to find a wedding veil? <laughs> we might we can, have to. <laughs> we can purchase it together. That's and right. Then, Let's see what happens. And then we'll meet our future husbands. I, I like your idea, Sarah. <laughs> there's there's Charleston Antique Wall, 18,000 square feet oh, in the heart of Las Vegas. Why would we do that? <laughs> yeah, I think you need, I think we need to do that. And then we can film it. <laughs> That's right. And so our- they could keep these wedding veil trilogies and then eventually the kids are the ones getting married. <laughs> True. This could go on for a long time. But anyway, well, we might have to give our listeners an update of this journey that Bettina and I are going to go on to try and find 
a wedding veil in an antique store in somewhere between where I am and Charleston and see what we come up with. Cause I that think so, be- if it works, you know, if it works in Hallmark, it has to work. It has to work in real life. Yeah. Oh, I can't so. wait. I'm excited. <laughs> I didn't even talk about the fact that that stupid one in the first, the very, very first movie, which was the cheesiest thing of all was that the veil actually was in a painting that Lacey Chabert loved. And it obviously was in the painting that Lacey Chabert loved, but they only realized it in the last like 10 seconds of the movie. Yeah. And didn't the person look like somebody? The painting, who did it look like? Oh, I can't remember. Did it look like Allison Sweeney? I don't remember. Because I feel like that was kind of the storyline through all the first three movies and they finally tied together in the last one. Oh, right, right, right. Because they were researching the veil. Yeah. I don't know. I might be confusing my Hallmark movies. No, I think they figured out in the third movie because the second movie is where she was researching it in Italy. See, Sarah, this might be your next podcast is where you just talk about like six movies. And (laughs) And see if you could, you could almost like put five different, you know, 20 different plots into a bowl and pull them out and be like, and then when she meets the next guy and pull out the next plot, her her best friend hates him or you know whatever like you could come up with several different scenarios and do like a choose your own adventure hallmark movie yeah we could do that we could do that for sure that's awesome yeah (laughs) i feel like they found out that that the painting was someone they were related to i feel like it was somebody like was it in the italian family yeah i think it was the italian family yeah or they well, Did because they find they, that out when they went there for the feud for like because somebody was sick in the second movie actually. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if anybody cares to watch all six movies, you can see them on Monday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can tell us what happens because I don't think I'm gonna watch them all yet. But you know, maybe someone wants to have them on in the background while they work at home or something. I don't know. I might need to watch them again because now I have all these questions. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know we, we probably should have done it after Monday, but but this is a good introduction back into it to remind us. And yeah, maybe we do need to watch it again. And well, like I said, we, we're gonna have to see what happens when you and I find this pe- this piece of lace or this potential veil that we would get married in. Because right. I, I guarantee you, the one thing that will happen is that we will fall in love. <laughs> Yes, we will <laughs> fall in love until we find a wedding veil. All yeah. right. Well, thanks, everyone. Okay. Uh, thank, thanks for joining, Bettina. This was really hilarious, fun to recap these. And I actually might have to have it on on Monday, just a little bit in the background to see if I remember more. I think the last one will make me cringe too much to watch it again, but um, the, I might want to watch another one. Yeah. I Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was fun to recap them all. And yeah, I think I need to watch them all too. Cause I need to be prepared when we find our wedding veil. So I exactly. Know. And that's, that's only just a couple weeks away, Bettina. So, you know, you better be prepared to go on a hunt for some antique wedding veils. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. for listening to Hallmarked Up. Find us online at hallmarkedup.com, on Instagram at Hallmarked Up, and on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.